Good morning. A very warm welcome uh, to you all uh, to our morning service uh, on this Remembrance uh, Sunday. Uh, It's great that you've been able to join us uh, in person here in the building and a very warm welcome if you are joining us uh, online. It's great to have you with us. Uh, Some of us uh, have journeyed uh, to the service this morning uh, via the War Memorial uh, where we uh, participated in an act of remembrance there. And at 11 o'clock today, as part of this service, uh, we're going to be remembering uh, those fallen in wars uh, in the traditional way with a two-minute silence. Uh, So the children will be in the service for a little bit longer than usual uh, before going off to S Club. And if you have got very young children uh, in the service, then there will be two songs leading up to the act of remembrance at 11 o'clock. So you might want to, um, if if, if you feel the need, to take them out uh, to use the creche at that time. Uh, Just before we start, a couple of notices. Uh, Firstly, there's an Advent devotional book uh, for you to take away, one for each family. Uh, It's just got uh, daily devotionals from people who have been involved in the armed services. It's a really valuable and helpful resource. Uh, And secondly, a week on Tuesday, the men's curry night will be taking place here. Um, Some chap called Saab is speaking. Um, so uh, please do uh, use that as an invitational uh, opportunity. Uh, if you have uh, other men that you know that uh, might want to come along that evening, uh, then please do invite them along. So as we remember those who have died in war, we also thank God for his protection, uh, his trust, uh, and for his ongoing strength. So some words from Psalm 46 to start. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 11. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most holy dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let me open with some prayers. Lord God, as we remember this morning with gratitude of those who have given their lives for us, help us to remember you and all you have done for us, not least the great act of sacrifice of your son, the Lord Jesus who gave his life that we may enjoy peace with you. Thank you that you are a wonderful refuge in times of trouble and conflict, where we can always feel secure, where we can experience your help and strength and need not worry. May you fill our hearts this morning with thankfulness and may we know your presence with us wherever we may be. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I wonder, a question for the younger folk uh, amongst us, I wonder uh, if I was to ask you which flower 
you most associate with love. Oh, you put the slide on early. Oh, no. Ah, oh, okay. Pretend you've not seen the image that is behind me. Uh, what uh, flower? <laughs> it's too late now. But we'll press on. I wonder what, uh, what flower would you most associate with love? Go. <laughs> most people would probably say this, right? A rose. Yeah. Now, whether it's a single red rose uh, or whether it's a bouquet of a dozen uh, red roses, uh, that's for many people that's, that signifies love, doesn't it? Uh, by a husband to a wife, a boyfriend to a girlfriend. To say, I love you. But there's another flower, steady. There is, a, there is another flower, which is probably an even greater symbol of love. And, go for it. And uh, that's the one that many of us are wearing this morning. Uh, it's the poppy. It's the poppy. Now, poppies are a beautiful uh, and a delicate flower. But it's not the sort of thing that you'd give to a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or a girlfriend as a way of saying, I love you, is it? So the question is, why is the poppy a symbol of love? Well, the reason that we wear poppies today is to remember the people who have died in war. Uh, Remembrance Day started over 100 years ago uh, at the end of the First World War, which is also known as the Great War. And the reason we use poppies to help us remember is because poppies grew up on the battlefields where so many soldiers laid down their lives. So it was chosen as the flower of remembrance. What we're really remembering is their act of love and of courage. It wasn't an act of romantic love. It was an act of sacrificial love. And sacrificial love is where we give up or lay down something for someone else because of our love for them. And what the soldiers gave up was their lives. And they did that for their friends and their families and their country so that we might enjoy peace and freedom, a peace and freedom that we still enjoy today. Now, the type of love that God has for us is also a sacrificial love. And he gave up the very thing that was most precious to him, the life of his son, Jesus Christ, a life that was perfect in every way so that we could enjoy peace and freedom. And it's a different sort of peace and freedom that was won by those who lay down those lives on the battlefield. Jesus gave up his life so that we might know peace with our heavenly father. So that we could be free from the freedom of guilt and the punishment that comes with that. And it's a peace, therefore, that will last forever. And one day when Jesus comes again to this earth, for those who will be with him forever, they'll be taken to a place where there is no pain, no more war or suffering. And in the verse from John 15, which Colin will be preaching on later, Jesus said this, There is no greater love than to lay down or give up one's life for one's friends. So as we remember those people who gave up those lives for us in war, let's also remember Jesus who gave up his life for us 
so that the war between us and God could be put to an end. This morning's reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this so that you, that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you for reading for us. Uh, Let us now pray. Um, Father, we, uh, we pray this morning for, for Neil, for Neil Turton, uh, who has uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, Father, we pray that uh, uh, he would not be badly affected by the condition, and we pray uh, that he would be, uh, you know, recover full strength uh, very quickly. And we pray that he wouldn't uh, pass on the infection to others. Uh, Heavenly Father, we uh, praise you that uh, although this world at times seems in a hopeless state, you are still in control. You are God and you are to be worshipped. We thank you that Jesus came to establish a new kingdom, a kingdom where love and peace reign, a kingdom where people can be free from their selfish desires and live at peace with you and with each other. We look forward to the day when Jesus will come again and all will be made new and there will be no more war and death and sadness and crying. Give us patience as we wait for that day. And in the meantime, we pray for all those who continue to suffer because of war. Widows, orphans, and all who are bereaved. The wounded, crippled, deaf, dumb, and blinded. The shell-shocked and the traumatized. Refugees without home, work, or country. Grant to them all your healing and strength, your help and consolation and use us in this service we pray we pray for peace in your world for all national leaders that they may have wisdom to know and courage to do what is right guide them in the ways of freedom justice and truth lord we thank you that you sent your son as the prince of peace and we pray that through the witness of your people others may come to know the love of Jesus Christ. 
We are sorry when we have failed to show the love of Jesus to others, where we have failed to be the peacemakers you have called us to be, where we have done and said things which have caused division instead of unity. Forgive us, we pray. We pray for those who have caused us pain through their words or actions. Help us to forgive them as you have forgiven us. And we pray that that you would not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Uh, We're going to stand now to remember uh, with the nation in silence before God uh, all those who have died in war. As we remain standing, let me pray. Eternal God, in whose perfect realm no sword is drawn but the sword of justice and no strength known but the power of love. Guide and inspire all to seek your kingdom, that peoples and nations may find their security in the love which casts out fear. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. As we come to God's word now, let let us bow our heads in prayer as we ask for his help. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would uh, speak to us this morning through your word, that we would see the glory of Jesus Christ and rejoice in him. And we pray that you would help us, Lord, if we do not know you, that we would come to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, Remembrance, uh, Remembrance Day it marks the end of World War One. At the 11th hour, on the 11th day, on the 11th month, 1918. Remembrance Sunday falls on the second Sunday in November when we stop to remember, as we have, all those service people who have given their lives for us in war. Not just World War I, but World War II, the Falklands War, conflicts in Afghanistan, the Gulf War, Iraq, and many others. Uh, The first two-minute silence in Britain was held in 1919 on the 11th of November uh, when King George uh, V made the request uh, so that the thoughts of everyone may be concentrated in reverent remembrance of the glorious dead. When we think of the sacrifice of so many men and women who gave their lives for us, we're reminded of God's great sacrifice for us as God gave his son for us that we would experience his love and forgiveness and that we would know him not like an army drill sergeant but like a close and intimate friend and we see that really most clearly from the the verse from the gospel of John which says greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends it's an amazing truth an amazing truth that's worth pondering on and we'll look at it from three angles from three perspectives as we reflect on god's great love and firstly we'll think of the the first part of the verse from john 15 as we consider god's greater love as we meditate on and think about the love of god 
And then secondly, we'll think about what it means to lay down one's life for another as we look at the sacrifice of God. And then lastly, we'll consider how this sacrifice that God gives allows us to enjoy the friendship of God. The love, the sacrifice, and the friendship of God. So firstly, let's consider the love of God. It really is such a vast topic that you could spend all morning and even all day speaking about it. Don't worry, I won't. But we could speak about it, and different people have different ideas about it, don't they? Different ideas of how, what it is and what it looks like. But there's probably one verse that speaks most clearly about the love of God, and that is from the letter of First John, which says this, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. The Apostle John, speaking of the love of God and of the love of others, says that if we don't love other people, then we don't really know who God is. It shows that God's love is not in us, and we don't know him, because God is love. I'm sure perhaps if we were to pick people off the street at random and say to them, do you think that God is love? I'm almost certain that most of them would say, yes, sure, God is love. But when we say that, when we ask that question, when we receive that response, do people really know what love truly is? We could say that we love cake or that we love chocolate or that we love chocolate cake. Or we could say that we love our children, we love our job, we love our spouse. But are we really talking about the same thing? Because God's love is distinct. It is quite separate. Because the interesting thing is that that love is an attribute of God. That God in his very being is love. Not that he became love. Not that he grew in love. Uh, Not that he was like love, like a God of love in some kind of form. No, it says God is love. And that's because of the amazing love of God in the Trinity. That God is one being in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they have an experience, have had an experience, and have an experience of eternal love with one another. Each person of the Trinity has enjoyed this relationship of love from all eternity to all eternity. There was no point from eternity past, eternity present, or eternity future when God did not experience that love. God was, is, and always will be love. Because God is love. And out of this eternal love, out of the overflow of the love of the persons in the Trinity, God created everything out of nothing. He created it all in love and he created us in his image, in love. Such is his love for us. And yet we rebelled against him and chose not to experience that love and walk with him in friendship, but to rebel against him. We rejected his loving rule. We, we ran from him and became not his friends, but his enemies as we sought to live as we pleased. 
But yet God in love pursues us and sends his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to this world to experience the pain and suffering of death that we would experience love and life through him. Such is God's amazing and vast love for us. As now we're able to share in God's love through our Lord Jesus. As Jesus says to his followers in John 15, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus says to his disciples, to those following him, that he wants them to remain in his love. What does that mean, to remain in his love? Well, throughout the New Testament, it really speaks about, very rarely speaks about being a Christian. It more than often speaks about being in Christ. Uh, That's because, as one theologian says, that the scriptures speak of God's love for us as an eternal love that is rooted and grounded in the Father's love for the Son. It is only through believing in the Son, believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, that we can experience anything of the love of God. Only if we're trusting in Jesus can we truly enjoy him and as we walk closely in loving obedience to him. It means practically, therefore, if we have not trusted in him, if we are not putting our faith in him, but yet willfully going against him, then we will not experience his love. If we are cheating on our tax returns, cheating on our spouse, using filthy language, using the Lord's name in vain, seeking our own pleasure through sexual sin or otherwise, if we're seeking to satisfy our own desires and not to live for God and the love of others, then we will not experience his love. Thus we will only experience an anger, God's anger towards us, as we continually rebel against him. Because ultimately if we are not in Christ, we are outside of Christ. Meaning God's face is against us and he will reject us eternally. But if we are trusting in Jesus, if we are trusting in him, then we can experience and enjoy that love as we are united to him. And not only, not only that, but as Jesus says, we will experience not only love, but joy. Joy, as he says, our joy will be complete as we continually live for him living for his good plans and purposes for our lives as we seek to follow his ways and not our own. Only then can we enjoy the love that he lavishes upon us in Christ. As the only way that we can know and enjoy the love of God is ultimately through the sacrifice of God. As Jesus speaks of this to his disciples In John 15, as he continues, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus says that if, that we are, we're able to love one another as he has loved us, as he gave his life for us, 
for all those who believe. And that is such an amazing sacrifice, isn't it? This is the sacrifice that men and women have given and continue to give to for us in the armed forces today. It is only by them putting themselves in harm's way for us that we can enjoy peace and freedom in the United Kingdom today. As they continue to seek to fight injustice and wickedness, not only here, but abroad as well. And we are deeply thankful to the millions of men and women who pay the ultimate price by sacrificing their lives so that we can experience life, peace and freedom. And for all those who have given their lives for us, we give thanks as we remember them. As it is really a a demonstration of love, of true love, to give your life for the sake of another. And this is exactly what the Apostle John says in 1 John. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. What is love? Not that we love God, but that he loved us. God loved us first, and we respond to that love, to the love of God. And perhaps this is best illustrated if we turn back to the person in the street and ask them two questions. Firstly, do you think or would you say that God is love? To which they generally respond, yes, I would say God is love. But then you ask a follow-up question, is God loving? Is God loving? What might their response be? And friends, if you're not a follower of Jesus this morning, I wonder what your response would be. Is God loving? Because the only way, the only way that we know that God is loving is through what he has done for us on the cross. Because, friends, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and gave his life to pay for our sins. To pay for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Such is his love for us that he shows his love in this. Dying for our sins on the cross that we would experience and enjoy his love. And we don't deserve any of this. We don't deserve any of this. And yet God in his amazing grace extends his love to us in Jesus. God makes our hearts sing as he gives us his spirit. As he gives us new life and joy through what he has done for us. That we are no longer against him. That we are no longer enemies to him. But that we become his beloved friends. And this is the final aspect of God's great love as we delight in the friendship of God. This is the glorious outworking of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. As Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. As Jesus says, we are no longer servants, or it can be translated slaves. As servants or slaves of the master don't know the master's business. Instead, he says, 
we can be called friends. Friends of God. As we are now welcomed in to an intimate relationship with God as our friend. Perhaps you're here this morning and you think, well, to be a Christian, it's a lot like really being a bit of a slave, a slave to rules. You might think that Christianity is like the fun police. Don't do this, don't do that. Do more of this and do more of that. There'll be no fun here, would be the the saying. And yet, maybe as we think about that, if that is what you think that Christianity is, that it is to suck the life out of out of life, then that is not what it is. That is not who God is. Because what is he really like? Why would anyone want to know a God like that? But what Jesus says here is that servants or slaves, well, they don't know the master's friend, the master's business. Only friends do. As if we don't know him as a friend, then we'll see him like a drill sergeant. Do this, do that, stop doing this, do that. Commands all the time. Unbearable commands that we know that we can't live up to, and yet we may try. Therefore, we don't want any part of his army, and so we run from him. Never to be seen again. We don't want to know God, because that's the God that we think exists. But if we see God like that, then we don't know who he is. We don't have a personal relationship with him. If you see God like an army sergeant and a tyrant, let me challenge you to say you probably don't know God. As to know God personally means to have your heart changed by the power of his love. Because when you trust in Jesus Christ, then we can know the character of God for ourselves. We can know the very heart of God for ourselves. Because as Jesus says, everything I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. That's when we trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins and are welcomed into his presence, he lovingly wraps his arms around us. As God does not shout orders at us from a distance, but shows his love to us in laying down his rights and surrendering his life on the cross for us. So that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. And they can experience eternal friendship with an eternal God. As God invites us to enjoy that, he invites us through Jesus to enjoy that friendship. Such is his love for us. The question for us this morning, the question for you this morning is, have you trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and received his all-consuming love? Let me be clear I'm not saying, I'm not asking if you think you're a good person. I'm not asking if you go to church sometimes. I'm not asking if you think you might be religious or perhaps a spiritual person. No, I'm asking if you've, if you've surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus. 
that you have received him as your Lord, the saviour of your sins, and your friend. Have you done that? If you haven't done that, won't you do that this morning? To come to him, to receive forgiveness, and know him as your friend. I pray that you will. And if you have done that, then let us enjoy all that we have, all that Jesus holds out to us as we experience the intimacy with God by his spirit. That we know him as our Lord, our Savior, and our friend. As we enjoy an eternal friendship with him through Jesus Christ. Let's take a moment of quiet and then I'll close in prayer as we reflect on this. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing love for us in sending your Son, our Lord Jesus, to pay the penalty for our sins upon the cross, that we would come to know you, that we would no longer be enemies of you, but become your beloved friends. And so, Lord, we pray that if there's anyone here this morning that does not know you as their Lord, Savior, and friend, that they would come to you and receive you, receive forgiveness for their sins and receive your love. We pray, Lord, that you would work in our hearts if we are trusting in you, that we would rejoice in all that we have as you have given us friendship, that we are your children and that you love us. We pray that you would help us, Lord, to, uh, to drill these truths into our hearts, that we would know who we are as your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, That brings us to the end of our service this morning. Uh, If you'd like to have prayer for anything that uh, you've uh, heard this morning, if you want to respond uh, to Colin's invitation to accept the Lord Jesus uh, into your life this morning, then please do come speak to Colin, uh, speak uh, with me. If there's anything else, then please do pray uh, with the person you came with this morning or grab someone around you uh, and uh, do have some time of prayer. Let me just uh, close with a word of prayer. Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Father, I pray that uh, you would stir our hearts this week as we dwell on what you have done for us in and through Christ Jesus. Help us to marvel at your love and at your sacrifice for us. In Jesus' name, amen.